So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. At last we will reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last we will have revenge. Always two there are. Good. Twice the pride, double the four. You are the chosen one! That's right, the music is there. We are here. You are out there. And we're talking about a game that is not here, but we want to be here very soon. Welcome back to Roll On Gaming uh, with my brother Corwin. I am Kevin and Corwin. Let's talk a little bit about the excitement level for Star Wars Unlimited because last week we didn't think it could get any any more hype. And now we've been proven completely wrong in that scenario because I think this week's news and this week's stream has generated even further hype than we thought possible for this game of which we still do not have a release date. Where do you land on that? Yeah, I mean, was this the best Star Wars Unlimited stream we've had yet? I mean, I don't know. It, was, it, was, it has to be up there. I mean, I think it might be the best Star Wars stream we've had in Star Wars gaming as a whole. Now, you know, there there have been some really good Star Wars Unlimited ones. Obviously, the launch stream was great, when it, the announcement stream, rather, um, when the game was announced. Uh, the Gen Con Starter Deck stream, um, the Starter Deck uh, playthrough stream uh, that happened after Gen Con, those were all very exciting. Then, of course, obviously, um, the the, uh, the the what's in a booster pack uh, discussion was really, really cool. But I think this one does take the cake a little bit. We're going to talk about all of it. Uh, we've also got a couple new cards that we want to hit on. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to say thank you to all of you who have supported this channel, who have interacted with this channel. If you're, if you're a subscriber and you're watching us for the second, third, fourth, fifth time, uh, thank you very much for being here. Uh, we appreciate your continued support. If you're new... Please feel free to like and subscribe and to comment down below your thoughts on what we're talking about on Star Wars Unlimited and how excited you are. Or even if you're not excited, let's, you know, let's get some interaction going down below and we'll be happy to chat with you as we get closer and closer, hopefully, to this great game that we think is going to be awesome. And I think it's going to be awesome for a lot of reasons uh, because we've got some stuff to talk about. So let's get started with these beautiful cards that were shown off in the stream. Um... These are promos of Luke and Vader. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, hey, I've never seen these before. How could I possibly get my hands on these sick Luke and Vader uh, promo cards? Well, I'll tell you. We've got a pre-release box coming for Star Wars Unlimited. Now, this is something that we had no idea was coming, right? It, it was teased a little bit that a pre-release was a sealed event, which was also six packs. So by default, that means, hey, you're getting six packs. You're playing the game. This is something completely different. And for the price of those six packs, you're getting two of these promos that we just saw, the rules, damage tokens, a deck box, and a deck building guide. And it's all gonna be in one compact little thing, which gives you everything you need to sit down and play a game of Star Wars Unlimited. Corwin, this is awesome, no? Yeah, I mean, the only question for me is how many of these things can I get my hands on in that first week? <laughs> With all of the events kind of taking place at once, hopefully they'll be space out enough to where i can hit multiple but yeah i mean this this seems like a huge win there's a lot of stuff packed in here for a, a very accessible price point in my opinion um even even the deck boxes is a pretty awesome include so i'm i'm definitely hyped to 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 get out and, and start collecting some of these pre-release boxes and to think that they're going to be here before every set is uh is really really great and it's going to help usher in the um all of the new stuff we're going to see as more and more sets roll out. Yeah, the pre-release box before every set is really exciting because 
Uh, it's going to continue to to give you um, a new chance to play with the new cards right away. Maybe the deck boxes will be different. Maybe the art on the deck building guide will be different, assuming that little card there is a deck building guide. Um, there's a chance that the promos will be different each time. If there are promos in every pre-release box, we don't know. But having this be sort of a, a, a one-stop shop for everything you need and not necessarily having to rely on other sources like how do you count your damage and how do you do this and how do you do that, um, I think is really cool. And then honestly, like there's a world in which this Darth Vader artwork on this promo is on par with the Darth Vader that we saw on the uh, traditional starter card. So that's going to be really exciting to get to get hands on this. And then it gives you the option to be able to play Luke and Vader in a sealed environment, something that they said you're not going to be able to get a chance to do ever again, obviously because they're starter cards. Um, so if you're really, really excited to play with Luke or Vader right out the gate, no matter what leaders you get in your six packs, you can still play with these cards. And I think that's really cool. And a theme that you, a word that you use that I think is a theme throughout what we're going to talk about is accessible. This is really accessible to new players. You know, if they want to play their favorite characters from the Star Wars universe, they have the chance to go right out and do that immediately. Yeah, I mean, this and these cards, the art on both of these is really, really cool. Um, just the art across the board has been such a slam dunk with this game. It's it's great to see that continuing on and some very iconic characters. So, yeah, I mean, this is your chance, right? The won't be able to play these guys in sealed any other point. So. I mean, I'm going to be firing them up for sure. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, the only chance I'll get in the I, sealed. I think it's going to depend on what leaders I get in my packs. Uh, I know I'm going to get six of them, so I'll have some choices. But um, I do, I do like you. Hope that I can get to multiple pre-release events. Maybe one on a Friday, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday. Maybe even double up on a Saturday if I can, um, just because I'm a crazy person. That's um, oh, ambitious. So maybe at least one of those I will play with one of the starter leaders. But uh, either way, really exciting to see. Really cool to see another treatment for players to get their hands on. And again, pre-release, $29.99 MSRP. Really accessible price point uh, to get yourself started with that sealed environment. And then you get into some more pricing that uh, that we saw from the stream. Uh, we won't dive into these too deeply because we sort of know um, the, the contents of all these. But the two-player starter, $34.99. Um, again, two decks for the, pri for the price of one box. Um, you know, you're getting the rules, you're getting the tokens, um, you're getting the full play sets of the starter cards. I don't think there's any downside to this being uh, $34.99. It's comparable with uh, MSRP on some other starter decks. So, yeah, I like this price point a lot. Yep. Not much more to say about that. It seems very fair. And uh, obviously the starters we've known about for a bit here. So excited to get those in, there, in our hands. Well, let's talk about the big price, shall we? Let's talk about booster packs now. Yeah, uh, this is going to be the main point of entry into the game uh, at any level possible. You need booster packs to be able to field the deck unless you're planning on taking, you know, the starter decks all the way through to the Galactic Championship, which is doubtful. But hey, you know, you could do it. Um, so booster packs four ninety nine. Now, uh, that is a, a price point that's on par with some other uh, TCGs uh, and CCGs. I think Pokemon has a very similar price point, uh, right around that four fifty nine to four ninety nine range. Uh, Lorcana is at five ninety nine, which you get more cards in this pack than you do in a Lorcana pack, um, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think I think four ninety nine is something that that you know even with um, you know that that necessarily being 
higher than a destiny pack was back in the day. There's a key phrase there, right? Back in the day. Inflation has happened. I think this is a very reasonable price point for a, for a, uh, a card game pack in today's uh, economy. And uh, I'm really excited to see it at $4.99. Well, especially when you're getting 16 cards. I mean, that that's a really hefty number then to think that, you know, those can come through for for five dollars um that yeah that that seems again accessible right that's the theme so destiny packs are what like 2.99 each and they had the die in five cards mm -hmm. that if that's correct yeah so um so I, I i don't know i i i think all of these price points are a major win it it just seems like we're not going to be creating barriers to entry unnecessarily by pricing people out of these products which was definitely something that i didn't want to see happening um, so I, I think it's one of the biggest takeaways of the stream, honestly. It's just the fact that all of these things are going to be relatively easy to come by, um, at, at least at least in the sense that they're not going to be restrictive. The price points are not going to be restrictive, in my view, uh, for folks who are trying to really build their collections. Right, because let's talk about what you get for $5, right? For $5, you get a leader that could be a rare or could be a common, but either way, it gives you a leader with which to play your deck. For $5, you get uh, 16 cards, as mentioned. You're getting one foil guaranteed. You're getting one rare legendary guaranteed, and you're you're you've got a pretty good chance of getting a hyperspace card, and things just go up from there, right? You have a chance of getting a hyperspace foil or uh, foil rare or legendary. You have a chance at a hyperspace non-foil rare or legendary. You have a chance at three legendaries and a rare in a single pack, which would be astronomical, but could happen because of the distribution of these packs and how they've made it so that you could potentially get extra stuff uh in other slots so for that five dollar uh price point not only do you have access to all that in every pack but now you're talking about 15 dollars drafts which for people who like limited play 15 dollars draft sounds awesome again really accessible really uh low barrier of entry this is a home run i mean this is this is best case scenario for this product and i'm i'm really excited to get to continue to pay five dollars for this for these packs yeah drafts being 15 sealed being 30 it, it feels good it definitely feels good and you know we don't we don't know what the what the curve is going to look like as far as you know card prices on any secondary markets once the game releases and how that's going to kind of flow but you know for um for a $5 booster pack, I mean, that's probably going to help those prices out too a little bit because if you're trying to get, um, I don't know, rares, legendaries, and there are enough boosters out there to kind of create a good amount of supply for these cards, then that will hopefully um, keep some secondary market prices down for people who are just trying to buy singles. So I think, yeah, all around, it seems like it's going to feed into a, a pretty favorable economy for the game. Absolutely. And and so 24 packs per box, you can sort of do the math there. Uh, important note, six boxes per case. So that was also revealed on stream. So Corwin, I don't know how many cases you're thinking of buying, but you know, I know you're I know you're gonna be chasing that showcase. So So a showcase every two boxes or two cases on average. Yeah, yeah, interesting. That's, that's, I mean, uh, I don't know, man, with with all the with all the support that's coming out for limited play, it's it's hard to 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 think about actually just buying boxes straight up right i mean you're going to be wanting to open um a bunch of packs as part of your limited environment um yeah so, you know maybe you 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 
go to effort getting the cards that way. And and that's the great thing about designing a game with limited in mind is you're incentivizing the collector to go out and buy a bunch of boxes, but you're also incentivizing the player who likes limited and constructed uh, to go out and be like, hey, I can collect these cards by doing weekly formats instead of buying you know six boxes at a time. Maybe I'm only buying one or two. And then the rest of that cost, that cumulative cost, will be spent going out and doing a sealed or a draft every week. Yeah, and at the same time, I'm getting into the store, I'm supporting a local business, I'm creating community with my fellow players. Just, it just seemed like uh, a great way to go. Feels like a pretty solid way to go. So then you get into when the game comes out, you've got your launch kit for Star Wars Unlimited. Now each launch kit supports eight players. You have to get multiple launch kits if you're expecting multiple players to come to your launch event. Eh, eight players isn't a ton. You know, that feels better for a weekly play, which, you know, you're going to, you're going to, we're going to see that in a minute that that also supports eight players. Uh, but the launch kit is using booster packs for prizing. Um, that kit makes sure that all eight players have access to a base of every color. Uh, the token bases, you know, the, the 30 health vanilla bases that, that exist. So that way you can play any of your leaders or Luke or Vader uh, in any aspect that you choose, which is nice. Um, and also judge cards. So the same the same promos, but theoretically, that you're getting uh, in the pre-release box are going to be available as judge promos in the launch kit, which that's one way to incentivize uh, judging or TOing an event like this is throw in some judge promos. They're always popular in all the games I've ever seen. You know, you got the little judge stamped on there. Yeah, people people like that a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll take those for sure. Um, I mean, look, I want to play. I know you want to play. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to play. But if if I also have a shot at getting some exclusive promos, then I don't mind uh, TOing an event or two. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, launching the game, there's not really a better uh, prize to have than booster packs, you know, because that's what people are going to want to get right off the rip. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's good that it's good that they're doing that here um, and not elsewhere. Elsewhere, of course, being the aforementioned weekly play kit. Now, the weekly play kit, I think, has the sauce, right? This is this is the spicy meatball because the weekly play kit is going to come with uh, three-card promo packs to support eight players for eight weeks, which that's a pretty healthy community right off the rip. And then again, if you're getting into the 10s, the 12s, and what have you, get more weekly play kits. I don't know what to tell you. But uh, these packs seem awesome, right? So each of these packs is going to have three cards in it. That's been discussed before. The three cards that are going to be in there, uh, the, the, the set of these, of these OP cards are, are 20 cards for set one. The, each pack is comprised of two commons and a rare. Now, they're not necessarily commons in, in the set of Spark of Rebellion. They're just commons in the OP promo. So it could be, you know, an uncommon in um, Spark of Rebellion could be a common... Uh, promo in these in these kits right so two commons in a rare there is a uh, one in three chance of the rare being foil but it's not the normal foil it is a special foil treatment just for op cards so that's pretty cool i don't know that we've ever seen that before in a, in a game that we've played um where the the foil treatment is completely different uh for going to a store rather than pulling something in a pack uh, so now, now your master set has increased 
to include different kinds of foil, Corwin. So you better you better get cracking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely gonna have to get, jump on that. <laughs> but I think the so the the the, the different foils for the weekly kits here uh those are the ones that have the color to them right kevin so each of the rares is and i think actually all the all of the cards in in the op uh packs are going to be framed in a color that represents their aspect right right and where you're getting the special part of the rares is that the rares are going to be alternate art treatments in uh the in the packs one in three of those have a chance to be foil and if you're trying to get a visual it looks a little something like this there we go that's what i was looking for so this is this is a a rare version of the sabine wren unit um, that they showed off in the op kit um i i like this art better quite frankly but yeah both arts are great <laughs> but like this one is super sick the frame is really cool they mentioned that this is a lighter red than you would get with a true aggression character um it'd be a darker red frame otherwise which is really neat um i mean this is a home run and especially now think of this in a foil uh, yeah sign, uh, take my money sign me up do whatever you got to do i'm going to the store every week that i possibly can to try to get my hands on some of these foil uh rare op cards because wow love it yeah especially if they're going to be different every time mm -hmm. it's not like you know with with destiny any kits that the store did receive were just you know you had the promos that were designated for that kit and it was pretty much the same each time you went mm -hmm. but now with these packs there's variety and that is going to really i think entice people to come in on a more regular basis so yeah, I'm with you. I think that this is a, a really awesome structure, and these cards look sick. They look incredible. And and so, as I mentioned, there are 20 of these cards in set one of the weekly kits. Um, this is this Sabine is 17 out of 20. Uh, if you're going all eight weeks, you have a chance at 24 cards. That's not to guarantee that you'll get 20 out of 24 different cards. Um, but that again, that one in three, you've got the chance at the rare, uh, or at the foil rare, rather. Uh, which will be sick. And then the other really cool thing about these that I want to mention, because it was widely discussed uh, after last week's stream, and it's important to get into for this week's stream, there will not be hyperspace starter cards in the packs, but there will be hyperspace starter cards in the OP packs, which for someone who wants to make a full hyperspace deck, <laughs> that's awesome. You can, yeah. you can now... You can now complete your hyperspace master set uh, by getting the those starter exclusive cards from these OP packs. Which I mean, again, this is this is a massive dub. Yeah, yeah, couldn't uh, say it any better. It's just all of it is is uh, is is screaming awesome. And yes, let's let's get after it and and go to these events and get these cards. I mean, I I certainly am going to go out of my way to try to mm -hmm. play every week and have access to this stuff. Well, if I if my schedule doesn't allow it, then I'll just steal some of your cards. It'd be great. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I can't say much more about that other than the fact that it's awesome, super cool. Um, you know, 20, 20 unique cards, uh, new unique card treatments because they're all mechanically the same as the cards that you'll find in any booster pack, um, with the the chance that some extra spice 
is going to keep people coming back. And that's, I think, at the end of the day, that helps everybody. That helps the stores. That helps the player. That helps the game. You can't go wrong. So can't go wrong. Those were weekly play kits. And then the uh, the last thing that they talked about were the store showdown kits. Those support 32 players. There's a participation promo for anybody, for everybody, anybody who shows up. Again, there's a booster box included for prizing. Um, that's, they, they sort of said, uh, don't use that as like placement prizing. Just use that as sort of thanks for coming prizing. I don't know how you're going to do that with 24 packs and 32 people. Um, uh, but if you're getting 32 people, that's a good problem to have. Let's just say it that way. Um, there are going to yeah. be more judge specific cards there. And they did show us an example of a participation promo for set one. And it was a new card. Not only was it a new card, there was an ultimate treatment of the new card. And we have now gotten Ooh. our eyes on Takedown, which everybody on the stream raved about. So Takedown, four-cost uh, Vigilance event, uh, only one aspect. Uh, it is a tactic, and it allows you to defeat a unit with five or less remaining HP. Um, and you can see some really sick Inferno Squad art uh, on both yes. the, the regular and on the extended alternate art hyperspace version, which is the participation promo. First of all, let's talk about the card because the card itself seems awesome, right? This seems super useful, not only in the sense that it's it's akin to Vanquish, but it's one less, but you can use it to defeat a leader, which you can't do with Vanquish. Yeah, this mm. seems incredible. Yeah, yeah, and you had Danny on the stream saying it's going to be like one of the staples of Vigilance, you know, uh, metagame if, um, if if Vigilance is making its way through. So, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you know me and my cost efficiency discussions, Kevin. First glance, I'm looking at paying four to, to essentially you know do five, and I'm not loving that so much. Uh, so, yeah, but obviously the the leader, the ability to to take out a leader is is going to bump up the utility of this card a lot and so it, it might be time for me to sort of reevaluate uh, some of my thinking on cards like this because if i'm if i'm hearing the the designers going off about it and the community at large feels like it's strong um i might have to tinker some things but but yeah i, th I think the ability to take any unit five or less off the board um Probably feels really good, especially late game. You're happy to use four resources on this card. Absolutely. And so it, that four for five is sort of lockstep with open fire, which is three for four. So there's mm -hmm. so there's a part of that that, that makes sense to me. And you know that's a card that I wasn't a huge fan of either. So no, it's, it's no. like I'm, I got to get myself there, you know? <laughs> but what this card has in terms of benefits that open fire doesn't have because it's not just direct damage is you can take something away that's been shielded up. You can take something away that, you know, uh, you you're you don't have the firepower to deal with on your side of the arena. Um, you know, and again, it's going to cost you one less. Um, if you're if you're getting a chip in on somebody's leader um, and you can just use this to finish the job without, you know, getting rid of um you know, getting rid of a, a unit that you really value and really need to to swing into base or swing somewhere else. That's going to be crucial. Where this might really uh, have a big effect is, um, you know, against something that potentially has grit, right, or sentinel, right. So you know, if or both, <laughs> you know, it's something like the Chewbacca leader if it's deployed, um, you know, where you don't necessarily if you if you don't necessarily want to hit it um, because they've already you know either had grit or 
could have a chance to grow in power uh, before you're able to take them out. This is a great way to get rid of that. Uh, get set, remove Sentinels off the board, which you can do with Vanquish anyway, but again, costs one less if you've got five health or less. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a great card. Yeah. So you're gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to see it. It's gonna have to be played against me a lot for me to, I think, appreciate its value. Um, but you know, maybe I'll get there at some point. I, I, I'm tempering my expectations for now. That's fair. I mean, look. At the end of the day, we. I, I don't think we've hit a hundred cards yet, so we're still at a spot where we need to figure out what the cost curve actually is and go from there. But uh, for all intents and purposes, you should probably listen to the designers of the game when they say it's a good card. Um, because they've been playing. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they've been playing with Star Wars Unlimited for at least three, if not four, sets now. So, uh, yeah. I guess I guess we'll see where we get. But um, that's going to be a participation promo in the store showdowns for set one, which is really cool, um, especially if it's a useful card. Um, you know, there were plenty of not as useful cards that that were in Star Wars Destiny kits. Um, so great to see. Uh, so W stream for sure. Um, really awesome to see all that. Um, but then, you know, as if we needed a cherry on top of our dessert, uh, FFG uh, concluded the week uh, by giving us a little sneak preview of the upcoming Aggression Month, which is already here when this video comes out. Happy October, everybody. It's spooky season. And what could be spookier than somebody rising from the dead, or at least from what you thought was dead, um, and being uh, just as evil as they'd ever been before? Here is. The Grand Inquisitor. Grand Inquisitor is here. He is. And I'm sure you're jumping for joy there, Kevin. Uh, this is a character that uh, <laughs> you were trying to make work in Destiny for so long and never could. So <laughs> maybe now you have a chance of doing it again. I'm not going to fall into the Grand Inquisitor trap again. I refuse to do <laughs> that. So I need to make sure that this card is good before I actually give it a, ch a chance at playing it. Um, but that's... I mean, that's sort of an oxymoron. I got to give it a chance to find out if it's good or not. So let's talk about the Grand Inquisitor. The Grand Inquisitor is our is our first rare leader. We, rare leaders were confirmed in last week's stream. This week's stream, we have rare leader. Look at that. Grand Inquisitor, it, you're getting an aggression villainy leader. Um, it's epic action uh, deploys at six. Uh, and the action on the leader side of the card is if you exhaust the Grand Inquisitor, you deal two damage to a friendly unit with three or less power and ready it. And then when you flip Grand Inquisitor, you're getting a three, six force Imperial Inquisitor um, that has the ability on attack. You may deal one damage to another friendly unit with three or less power and ready it. So pure aggro, pure abandon uh, to the well-being of your own units. Uh, just ready and get as many attacks in as you possibly can as long as you're three power or less corwin how do you evaluate this card in an environment where we haven't seen 150 cards in the set and it might kind of stink right now to deal damage to your three power units yeah it it's hard to but you know there's more support coming and that's the thing. So we'll have to. I'm I'm gonna hold out for now on making any reservations or judgments about this card. But it does sort of fit this broader theme that we're seeing. We saw it with Sabine too. It's like aggression's gonna damage itself to advance its game plan. And so 
I'm curious to see what that looks like with the Grand Inquisitor. If there are going to be plays that trigger off of him dealing damage to his own units, if that then in turn will damage enemy units or bases, or if that will maybe provide a buff to other units. I'm sure we're going to see something like that coming down the pike. Uh, but for right now, I'm I'm more interested in just exploring this broader theme of if you're in red and you're trying to, to obviously play a very fast game, um, how quickly can you do it? And what are the mechanics that are going to, to help you get there if you're going to be kind of doing damage to yourself and, and taking, you know, making your own clock tick faster than what's the trade-off. Uh, so, you know, aside from like some, you know, spicy plays with, you know, resetting some guys in, in some Imperial characters we've already seen, uh, we'll have to see what other support is coming through for, for this, for this card. But yeah, rare leaders excited to see this just for a simple fact of, okay, now we have a sense of, mechanically how these these types of leaders will differ from your basic ones and what the complexities are there and and um and what to expect on that front so super excited to see this card come out let's talk about the leader unit for grand inquisitor on, on the surface Let, you know we'll, we'll stipulate that the grand inquisitor has gotten the support that he requires and we don't know what that is yet we might find out during uh, october's um aggression um deep dive into the aspect um but let's say for the sake of argument he's gotten his support as a unit six resources you're not paying but you have to get there for a three six with this ability does that ability balance out the fact that for the same cost as you could get luke you're getting a three six that doesn't that does the exact opposite of shielding your allies like, where do you see the balance of this Grand Inquisitor being at six? Where, where one of the, one of the developers, Tyler, said that he was at five for a while, um, and then that proved a little bit problematic, so he got bumped up to six. So, this Grand Inquisitor was nerfed in testing to be six. Do we think that that nerf feels about right in in comparison with some other, you know, stuff that we've seen at six? I would have to believe it's warranted just from having recollections of seventh sister OTK decks and destiny and all of the readying and different shenanigans that were going on in decks like that. Um, that there are probably some plays that we don't even know of yet that really will bring this card its power. And so I would have to believe that six is a fair price for him to deploy. And yeah, you're only getting three power, uh, which is kind of thematic, I guess. He's, his, his unit is three power. His ability works with units that are three power, even though you can't use it on him. Um, but it's, it, it, there's gotta be more to it. There, there's gotta be more to it that makes it, makes it strong. And um, anytime you can ready another unit, um, or in essentially give yourself more actions to play with in a round. I think that's a powerful effect. So, um, so I don't, I don't, uh, I don't find any fault or dispute the fact that he's a higher cost to deploy or, or to, yeah, to, to, to take your epic action with. And that effect of his in certain contexts is probably a lot more beefy and powerful than shielding up and doing the things that Luke does. 
the aggro aspect of of this and then obviously sabine but the aggro aspect is very interesting here because if you're playing grand inquisitor if you're playing sabine it's a race to the base no matter what so by the time grand inquisitor has hit the table which is going to be round five you will have done probably a minimum of 10 extra damage to your opponent's base. The target obviously being 15 to the point where, um, you know, those attacks are attacks that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise because you had the ability to ready with Grand Inquisitor. If that number creeps up to 15, just from his ability, you're taking out half a base in five rounds. That's yeah. wild. And honestly, by the time you get to round five, it's probably close to end game if it's not already there because of how quickly you're trying to do damage. So it may just be that his epic action is what you need to sort of finish things off and gives you that additional attack power where, assuming you're not in a mirror match, your, your opponent's not really going to be able to match that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they might have their own leader on the field, and that leader may be doing its powerful thing, but if you can do a bunch of resets and get six, nine, twelve extra damage, <laughs> bye. <laughs> like, what yeah. do you, you know? That's uh, that's cute that you have, you know, you have your your leader on the field, but uh, you're not going to be able to hit with them, you know, more than than I can hit with my guys. So. I don't know. I mean, context is everything, so we'll we'll have to see what else we get for for Gwen Inquisitor here. But um, I think it's probably appropriate to be more careful with him than not when he has the ability to make units do their nasty things, you know, multiple times in a round. Would you rather have Grand Inquisitor's ability to hurt your own units? And give them extra attacks, whether they you choose to have them be at the leader or at the base. Or at the, the, the units are at the base, rather. And that deploy at six. Or Sabine directly targeting the base itself with her ability, also damaging your own base. Um, but deploying at four. Because it's 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 one damages your units, one damages your base. But both are designed to go as quickly as possible at your opponent's base. So which which do you think is going to have the most value in the long run? Yeah, it's it's hard to say right now based on just how limited scope and sight we have on the aggression aspect as a whole. Well, especially for Sabine. Especially for Sabine. Yeah, because at least we have a few, because Vader is an aggression leader also so at least we have some aggression cards from the villain starter but sabine yeah we we really don't know um i think just yeah just from the ability to trigger it sooner sabine would have an advantage mm -hmm. but i think this effect is potentially a lot more powerful and devastating than hers so i would be okay waiting the extra two rounds for it well, and and theoretically, you know, in a constructed environment, which we've we've been told that rare leaders were more designed for a constructed environment than a limited environment, it, it's going to be a lot tougher to to guarantee that you have three power units in a limited environment. 
So right off the bat, that makes sense for Grand Inquisitor. Um, and then you're obviously going to want the tools that 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 sort of complement him uh, as a leader. Um, in a in a in a constructed environment, it does feel like you're going to get to those uh, to those those that fifth round and those six resources a little bit more regularly. Um, mm -hmm. But then again, maybe not because you're you're going to be playing two unoptimized decks in a limited format. Maybe because of that, it takes it takes longer. Um, in a in a sealed or draft uh, environment, to where you can stick around a little bit longer. But either way, uh, there's definitely going to be some spice uh, coming down the mountain for Grand Inquisitor. Um, you know, we we have to assume that, given the fact that he is uh, a rare leader and one that they will not uh, leave out in the cold. Um, but really excited to see what his suite is, so that I can hurt all over again. Um, and and do my best to uh, to make Grand Inquisitor work, and hopefully we get some of that here pretty soon as October has begun. But that's it for today. Uh, again, really really exciting stuff here. I think both of our biggest takeaways at this point, if I'm if I'm reading the room correctly, is can't wait to get our hands on these cards in a limited and constructed environment, and just go to town and start uh, playing. Uh, locally and building communities and you know not breaking the bank to do so yep i think that's a fair assessment so let's just make sure that we get we're getting the products in the stores and we'll be ready to take off when this thing hits yep again you know I, and we said it last week and i'm gonna say it this week the the, the final litmus test awaits right yep. uh, and that is can we make sure that we can play in these limited formats from launch and uh, you know, this is something that I have had increasing optimism over because at every turn when uh, FFG has been given the opportunity to disappoint us with Star Wars Unlimited, they've done the opposite um, and they've uplifted us as a community and they've give, given us even more reason to be excited. So that is uh, a pattern that I am hopeful and optimistic will continue. Um, because I, I've been nothing short of impressed with how all of this has been handled. Uh, and, uh, you know, aside from the fact that we still, we still don't have a release date, uh, uh, I, I can't help but think that there's, there's a, a really good reason for that. And that when the release date comes, whatever it is, we'll be ready. So what you're saying is Kevin, you're still at a 10. Was I ever not at a 10? I know I said I wasn't at a 10, but I I was really at a 10. I mean, if if anything, you know, the there's a there's a an issue with being at a 10 for so long. It's how do you maintain that? And the crazy part about it is they have allowed me to maintain that with the consistent flow of information, with the uh transparency, with the um really cool stuff that they're putting out. Um, with the support, with the answering of questions, with the overall structure and hierarchy, with the fact that Xander's running such a tight ship and he's doing an awesome job. They're all doing awesome jobs, but I, you know, I don't think Xander gets enough credit for being behind the scenes and, and doing what he does um, because he's not in front of the camera like some of these other guys are. So, um, you know, I the fact that... And, and that's another thing, right? That's another thing. The fact that we know everybody's names even just that part of it right you know 
this is not like if you were going to sit here and ask me you know who the who the the main developers and who the the people behind the scenes were on star wars destiny i could tell you jeremy and 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 lucas and that's it right and so now we've sort of gotten in this environment where they've been so front-facing this whole time with josh leading the charge and danny and jim and xander and jeremy and everybody else that's been involved that that we are now familiar with and can rely on and tyler just completely you know sneaking in behind the scenes on his twitter and providing developer uh insight on almost every card that's that's released um on social media is incredible you know and 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 i i said on the on our twitter before i could sit and listen to tyler talk about star wars unlimited all day i'd just be like this you know what I mean? Like incredible. Yeah. So that part of it is is really feeding into the optimism that I have that this is a new dawn. Um, I think it's been proven over and over again. So I have no reason to believe that it won't that it will be disproven at the finish line or the goal line or however you want. Like they're not going to fumble at the one here. Like they're just not because you know that it's just not going to happen. So that test remains. I am confident, I am hopeful, and I am also hopeful that I don't look back on this episode when it comes out and go, oh, what were you thinking, Sanchez? What were you thinking? Uh, but, we'll, but we'll see where we get. In the meantime, I'm going to continue to be excited. I choose to continue to be excited uh, because I have no reason to be at anything otherwise. And these past two streams over the past two weeks have done nothing to quell that excitement. And... I just, I want to get my hands on some cards. So that's going to, again, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, I don't want to keep rambling about how excited we are because safe to say we're excited. Um, So Corwin, thank you for your time today. As always, um, you know, despite the fact that I had to live with you for 18 years, it's still great to get a chance to to talk about Star Wars Unlimited with you uh, every chance that we get. And uh, and we're just going to keep doing it, man. Yes, I, I will take that. Uh, it's, it's it's always good to connect and i i think you know between between the the quality of these last two streams and your little speech just now i, I think i might be getting to a nine. Here. Oh my uh, goodness i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was the speech and not the stream so we're just gonna there you go we're just gonna give take your credit a take bit, your credit put it on the board there so here we go oh uh, so again thank you all so much for making it this far thanks for continuing to stick with us Again, when when this game comes out and when more stuff comes out, we're gonna have some exciting stuff waiting in the wings. Um, we're you know we're still making sure that we have a foothold on this whole uh, YouTube thing, so we're we're doing our best to make sure that we can provide uh, awesome content and pretty soon you know as unique of a content as we possibly can when the game comes out. So thank you again for for being with us. If you haven't subscribed, please feel free to do so. Um, like the video again, that helps out the algorithm, whatever an algorithm is. Um, and you know, please uh, stay tuned because we're going to continue to talk Star Wars Unlimited uh, until my voice gives out, and then I'll probably still do a do a ASMR whisper podcast about Star Wars Unlimited. So, oh, I would love that. I would <laughs> definitely sign up. I would like and subscribe for that content. Yeah, please, please don't encourage <laughs> me. Um, so, thank you all again. Uh, we hope that you're getting as excited as we are. Comment down below your thoughts on these last two weeks of of amazing streams and amazing content. For Star Wars Unlimited, that is going to do it. For my brother Corwin, I'm Kevin, signing off.